This episode has been brought to you by Made With Rage. Made With Rage is a black British-owned Etsy store selling Harry Potter and Star Wars face masks, perfect for this current times, swimwear, bags, and loads more. All products have been handmade with love and care, and bespoke requests are welcome. To find out more, click on the link in the description, or visit etsy.com slash madewithrage0. You said you'd come. Lawrence, hope Okay, um, well, good afternoon, or, well, no, it's not good afternoon, is it? Good evening, man. No. So, yeah, well, depends good evening. Where you are. Depends where you are, bro. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, I suppose it depends on where you are. Um, welcome to episode number 89 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, my name is Jason, I'm the host of the show, and I'm joined, as always, by the Rustling Kid, Rich Reviews, Richie, Richie, uh, I don't know, Richie Star. Yeah, Richie Dan, Richie Dan. Richie Dan, Richie Dan. Call it fate. I wonder why. <laughs> oh, what you want. <laughs> <laughs> you could try to find the feeling, but I know you can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's a bit of lame UKG rendition for you yeah, there, man. listeners. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, welcome. Um, it's been a while, man, so uh, apologies for that. Uh, as usual... You know, the usual caveats, life stuff is going on and that's the way it is for us at the moment. Um, There's just lots on both of our plates. Uh, So we try to get together as much as we can and to do stuff as much as we can. But uh, here we are, you know, we're back. Um, And yeah, we've got a few things to talk to you about. We're going to try and keep this one informal tonight. Um, Just have a few chats about what we've been up to and what we've been enjoying and and maybe a a few stories that are floating around and and give our quick hot takes on those. Um, And then I think we'll call it a day. But for those of you listening to the first time, welcome. Uh, This is Wulong Talks. If you don't know what we do here, myself and Rich, we talk to you about uh, movies, TV shows, comic books, gaming and everything and anything to do with culture really um we as said have not been around for a little while and that's mostly been my fault because as said i've just been doing like loads of stuff but anyway uh if you're listening to us on the stereo app then welcome uh we try and do as much as uh we can or when we can on stereo if you don't know what stereo is um it's a nice little social media uh kind of networking app for podcasters where you can actually record a podcast and uh, interact with people as well so if you don't know about stereo go and check that one out um, especially if you're listening to us now uh, via the recording of this podcast on uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever you found it. Um, Rich, how you been, man? You been up to? Have you been up to anything cool lately? No, I've been. I've been. I mean, I've been alright, man. Can't complain. Been uh, physically I started back to training because um, I don't know. I felt like I was getting into a bit of a slump again in regards to this. Lockdown, not lockdown, COVID, no COVID, all that, all that type of stuff. Um, so the past two weeks, I've actually been all right. Uh, I've got, I've got back on my grind. Mm. Um, and yeah, man, just been doing the usual, just doing the whole watching, writing, reading, playing. So, um, what have I been watching? Watch TV wise, obviously. Uh, what? Well, literally, just before we started this episode, I just finished Loki episode three. Um, I don't know. Are you are you caught up on that yet? Uh, I haven't seen episode three yet. No. Um, I have watched the first two episodes though. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's interesting. Uh, like I, I literally won't say anything. The only thing hmm. I will say is that there's only six episodes in this series, so it's like, hmm, okay, it's really going to have to pick up the pace. Um, so I'm a bit worried about about that. Uh, so yeah, so 
literally did, like I said, just finished watching that episode. Um, I was catching up on a samurai series. I don't know if I've mentioned this this film series before on one of our other episodes, but it's called Rurouni Kenshin. That's why I've said it to you before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, people that oh, yeah. don't know, rec- that, yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. People that might not recognize it by that name would know it as another name. So, um, in in the West, it's normally known as Samurai X. Um, yeah. So yeah, 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 Samurai X. So I think it's it's based off a, of a manga, and then they made an anime off the manga, then they made the live action film series. So there's four in total, and I'm sure there might be a fifth one coming out. Um, I'm not sure. Um. But they're just they're just awesome films, and I really don't understand how people don't talk about these films more. The first one came out in 2012, and the swordplay that's in each of these films. I'm yet still yet to see the the fourth, but um, the fourth one. But the swordplay is freaking amazing. The choreographer for them uh, for the for all of these films is um, a guy I, I actually can't remember his name, but he's from the Donnie Yen stunt team, so you know mm. it's not a joke. Like you, like you know it's serious, but um, mm-hmm. I, I personally feel that physical, physically wise, in regards to choreography, this might be the best live action rendition of an anime that I've seen, and the best, and the only thing I can say is that anybody who hasn't seen it, go and watch it, and if you just look at how the people move when they're fighting, it's it's it's, it's ridiculous, it's, it's it's amazing. So I've been watching mm-hmm. that. Um. Game gaming wise, I think I was well. I don't think I was. I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn, so they gave that away on the PlayStation a couple of months ago. So I keep on kind of dipping in and out of that, but it has its highs and its lows, man. And it's one of those things where sometimes I'm enjoying it when a particular part happens in a story, and then it, like it, then it'll get to that bit where the story is that you have to do the grinding bit, and you have to travel from one part of of the, of the land to another, and I just get bored, and <laughs> so I turn mm-hmm. it off. So um yeah so I haven't really done any proper proper gaming. Um what else? I downloaded the the Star Wars flight simulator thing. You know like the mm. tie weight the tie fighter in the X Wing game. Played that mm-hmm. for two seconds. Mm. Nearly had an epileptic fit. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh 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 as me and my brother um uh, call it we nearly had a ellipsy. So um <laughs> so yeah so played that um yeah so played that for like all of ten minutes. And um, reading wise, haven't really you know I haven't really been to the comic shop. So I think the next time I'll be at the comic shop will probably be next month. And I've got a lot of shit to catch up on, man. And there, there's been some some you know some some big stakes that have been happening in the, in the comic book world. Um, regards to X Men, the Avengers, um, Iron Fist. Iron Fist is no longer the Iron Fist, bruv. I mean, like I said, we're gonna keep this informal, but. If I start, well, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, well, it sounds like we need to have a separate uh, chat just yeah, about man. what's going on in the comic book world right now. Yeah, it's crazy, man. That's crazy. Cool, cool. Well, I said, yeah, we're going to try and keep this um, chat informal, listeners. Um, our last uh, podcast episode is is up on the podcast channel. Um, that was where I got to interview the the lovely Mandy, aka Taylor Made Zimbabwean, and and got to learn a little bit about her journey through kind of geek culture. And um, she has a really fascinating story to tell because her, her background is really interesting as well. She's uh, the child of a, of a diplomat and has grown up kind of in different countries and, and then settled in the UK. And she has very kind of specific geeky reasons for wanting to settle in the UK as well. And it's just a great chat. So I'd highly recommend you go and check that uh, episode out if you haven't done so already. Um yeah, for me, I think uh, basically I'm, I'm just going to tell you what I was doing and then we'll have a chat about that and then we'll go yeah, from man. there. But um, yeah, uh, I one of the kind of big things that, that I guess has happened, big thing in the sense that it's quite significant, is I returned to the cinema. Um, I got to see two movies. So um, the first, very first trip back was to see uh, the movie version or the the movie of uh, Demon Slayer, uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the popular anime series, um, had its full-length movie released in Japan, um, and that came out in, oh, it was a while ago, I think it was like last year it came out, uh, towards the end, back in, no, sorry, it wasn't last year, it was early this year it came out, Um, and it's been doing like gangbusters in in, um, Japan, 
um, and it's performing very well internationally as well. Um, so I, I think that's kind of like a wider thing that a trend that is going to come. I think where if certain series start to get popular, they they're going to start releasing uh, the feature length movies in in cinemas now rather than um, in cinemas internationally rather than just keeping them in the, the domestic market and then releasing it on home video as they would have done, like say with Cowboy Bebop movie where. I yeah. think that did get a limited UK run, didn't it? It got a limited release. The, the, the Prince Charles, and I think, mm. like, if, if I remember correctly, because you know how my memory can be, it was the Prince Charles Theatre in in London, and I swear to God, it was like Leicester and Bristol. And that was <laughs> it, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah that was yeah, it. Yeah, and it was for like a, a weekend. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that might be something that that we'll see a lot, quite a bit of in the future. Um, the movie itself was was really good, although I, as I said to someone else, I was talking to if you're not already a fan of Demon Slayer, then it's kind of pointless you going to see these films. And and to be honest, that that's the case with a lot of the ones that I've seen recently. Like I before uh, the pandemic, I went to go and see um, the uh, My Hero Academia movie um, as well in the cinema and again it was really good but if you don't already you know if you weren't already a fan of the series and you don't know what's going on then it's kind of pointless you you going to see it to be honest because there's just there's just nothing you're going to get out of it because they literally don't care about whether you've you you're a first timer or not they will just plonk you smack bang into the middle of the story and go right you're going to have to figure out who these characters are yourself we've already told you who these characters are over 20 something episodes so if you didn't know who they were too bad <laughs> like, mm. and that's that's kind of how it goes but um obviously with these movies they they have a slightly bigger budget so you know they they do a few more kind of tricks with the animation and throw in a bit more cgi and things like that which um can enhance the experience and stuff um so yeah it was it, it was pretty cool demon slayer was um and then the other film i saw was spiral um the uh spin-off from the saw franchise it, it's kind of like a soft reboot i think um from the way that that is shaping up. Um, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. It wasn't too bad. Um, the, mm. the movie wasn't too bad at all. Um, it's certainly a hell of a lot better than Jigsaw was, um, which yeah. was the initial attempt they had to reboot that, that franchise, and which was just terrible and all over the shop. But um, Spiral, yeah, is, is not bad at all. Uh, surprisingly, it, it's... It's quite lean. Um, it, it, it kind of does away with a lot of the stuff that, that went on beforehand in, in the original Saw movies, the original seven or eight Saw movies that preceded it, um, which is really a smart move, to be honest, because it, it was just getting bogged down in its own story. And when you have a, a, story, a, a series of films that long and they're all supposed to be interlinked to one another, it's really difficult to keep that one kind of plot line going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just got lost uh, eventually um, towards the end of, of that run. So, so Spiral kind of reboots it and goes in a slightly different direction. Um, I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that, you know, the original Jigsaw killer, John uh, Kramer, is not involved in it at all. Um, mm. which, is, uh, which is fine, to be honest, because again, like, <laughs> you know, one way or another... Yeah, he's he's been involved in seven films, you know, so it's like you can kind of move on, and and that's what this movie attempts to do, and it and it it's largely kind of successful in in doing so, um, and also what it's done is it's kind of tried to go back a bit to the roots of the original Saw film in the sense that it's tried to be less about kind of um, spectacularly gory set pieces, although those those mm. are still there, but. It's tried to be less about that and more about being kind of a mystery and a, and a kind of, you know, a, a puzzle to solve. Like, who is, you know, who is this this new killer? What what is their agenda? Why are they doing the things that they're doing? And, um, you know, and how are they doing it? And I, I think that that again is is a good move because you know that's kind of what got everybody intrigued in Saw in the first place. I mean, yes, it was, you know, the ingenious kind of traps as, as said and, and, and the kind of gory set pieces, um, you know, were 
were fun uh, from a horror fan point of view, but it was also the story. It was the fact that the story was interesting, um, that you wanted to know who is this person and why were they doing what they were doing. And and as said, somewhere along the way, that kind of got lost and it was just all about doing more and more gory, gory, gory set pieces and, and blood and guts everywhere, which, is, again, is fine if you're into that kind of thing, but they just kind of jettisoned everything else to, to prioritise that. And, you know, the, the films became boring after that. Um, so yeah, this film has kind of like pared it down a lot and, um, it deals with, uh, again, without kind of giving away spoilers, it, it deals with kind of like police corruption and, and kind of legacy, but, but not, it, it, again, I said, not trying to, to cling on to the past, um, but also how the past can, can have an impact on the present if you don't learn the lessons from the past. And, um, yeah, it's really good. Like Chris Rock is is surprisingly good in it as well. He's he's actually quite believable as as lead character. Because um, I was a bit like, hmm, this is a strange like casting decision. I mean, I know he was involved in in the production of it, um, mm. but I thought, you know, that that's a bit left field. I, I didn't expect Chris Rock to come like <laughs> be the lead character in this, but he's actually not bad. Um, he's quite good uh samuel jackson's in it as well always very watchable samuel jackson as he always is um and yeah you know there, there's quite a bit of, of said mystery and frills and, and you still get like the horror and the gore and you know you'll get all of that as well but it's just they've tried to make an effort to tell you a story this time and i suppose i appreciated that on that level um and yeah, you know, it, it was quite interesting. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Apparently they've already greenlit a sequel for it because um, this one has done reasonably well. Um, mm. And the thing with the Saw movies is they were always cheap to make anyway. So, it, you know, that that's why they were knocking out so many sequels is because it never really cost them that much money to do it. So, so yeah, they've apparently already greenlit another sequel. So I am curious to know where... Uh, the, the the next part of this story goes so I'll definitely keep an eye on that um, but yeah I mean returning to the cinema was was kind of weird because I said I haven't been there you know I, I was trying to remember when was the last time I went to the cinema and I think it would have been February 2020 was the last time I went Jeez. so um, yeah it was like to to go in the cinema was just weird and um for both showings everything was kind of like spaced out there was you know people weren't crushed together so i basically had a row a row of empty seats to myself in you know a, 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 a theater that holds easily probably about 200 people um and there were maybe mm. about four for um, Demon Slayer, there was maybe about 45 people in mine. Um, and then for Spiral, about 30, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody was quite spaced out. So it was all sort of socially distanced and stuff. Um, everybody it was in there with face masks on. Um, the, the cinema itself has, has done pretty much as much as they can to, to kind of make it COVID secure. So there was hand sanitizer everywhere. Um, you know, the, the, the queues, they, they shut down like the pick and mix bit. So you had to buy all of your stuff at the, um, from the staff at the desk. And um, again, there was social distancing at the desk if, if you were buying snacks and things like that. So it wasn't even like you were queuing. They were making sure there were gaps between everybody and, and stuff like that. Um, they had like contactless tickets now as well. So you don't like print the tickets off. You can just show your the, um, QR code on your phone screen and, and get in that way. So it was all very kind of secure, but um, it felt quite significant, you know, because it, it feels like going back to the cinema was kind of a sign of a return to a bit of normality um, for us. Um, and I don't know, I mean, how long that's going to play out for, for those that don't know, or, or those of you who don't live in the UK, the UK is kind of, kind of coming towards the end of lockdown, but, but, not quite yet so we're we're kind of in a, a no man's land place at the moment where um a, the majority of things are starting to open with um restriction numbers of people entering and, and things like that but um a lot of the nighttime industries aren't, aren't open yet so a lot of bars and, and clubs haven't opened yet and things like that and mass gatherings are still being very much um heavily monitored and, and limited as to, to people who can go in um 
but yeah, it, it felt like a, a real kind of return to to normality for me. So, um, you know, it was it was good to be back. Um, it, it did feel a bit weird for the first five minutes, but then as soon as like kind of the the usual advert started and everything went on, I, I, I kind of felt good, you know. So, um, so that was good. And then of course we got the um, the news that uh, MCM Comic Con in in London is is aiming to come back in October. Uh, mm-hmm. And apparently tickets will be going on sale in July. Um, again, for those of you listening who don't know, MCM is is probably the UK's biggest uh, comic convention. It's it covers comic books, movies, TV shows, um, lots of kind of geek culture things. It, it, there's a massive gaming focus. There's um, a focus on on books and novelists as well um and young adult fiction and all sorts so so yeah there's loads of stuff that um mcm covers and um you know it's one of the really big uh, cultural events for our scene in the uk and obviously with the pandemic and and with a uh, lot various lockdowns that you know a lot of that was shut so they're um, proposing to start again in october um we don't know yet how many people will be allowed to go um, how many tickets are going to be on sale and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. But, but Rich, I mean, for you, does it feel like um, kind of, I guess, from the, the geek perspective and, and the things that you would have normally done, um, you know, like going to the comic book shop and things like that, does it feel like there's any kind of normality returning to life for you at the moment? Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know what it is? Like, I mean, I think I was up in Central, what, a couple of weeks ago. So the the sense of normality is there, but you know what it is, like a bad smell. There's still the lingering of everything that we've gone through in the past year in it. So for mm. example, so so like you know, like so you can you can just be out on the street. So I mean, I'm not sure about yourself, but I know there's certain times I'll be on the street and I'll I'll just take the mask off and I'll and I'll just walk around without the mask. I'll only put them I might only put the mask on if I'm say like if I go to like an establishment. Um, so once again, so so is that little reminder that there's there's always there's something there, you know. There's also you know the little reminder of like you know not too bad anything, but the paranoia in regards to like you know you might hear somebody sneeze or hear somebody cough, like you can't help but like quickly just have a quick little glance at that person to be like, okay, wait a minute, <laughs> like, is that the mm. sneeze that's gonna take me? <laughs> Forget you, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but um, but it's yeah, it's it's weird, it's weird, um. This is definitely, you know, like we've mentioned before, this is definitely something that we would would never have like foreseen in like a million years, you know. Like mm. I remember, like I, I still remember when we had the first meeting in my workplace in regards to, you know, in regards to this whole thing, and like, ah, uh, you know what, we, you know, we're gonna go home, and basically what we're gonna do, we're just, you know, we we'll be done in like two weeks. We're back in like two weeks. We'll be back in a week, you know. And then like a year and a bit later, you know, like I'm only just going back into the office, uh, at the beginning of next month. So um mm. yeah so so, so yeah so there's that uh, but I mean yeah but I, I, you know how I feel like yeah I'm you know I live for these conventions man I li- I live for the comic book stores like I will go to those places just to look let alone bloody buy stuff and mm. you know what I'm like with a comic book convention like we step in there and I tell you straight up and down like if you don't see me that's your business <laughs> you know <laughs> so so I'm super excited for October I, I'm not I'm not even gonna lie man like I'm 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 contemplating like I mentioned to you before. I'm contemplating maybe doing two or two or three days, like maybe the whole weekend. You know? mm. So um, yeah, I'm I'm contemplating trying to do like the one in London and the one in where's the other one? Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this year they're planning one for London and one for Birmingham. So yeah. Yeah, one for London. Yeah, one for London, one for Birmingham. Yeah, I'm cont- I'm contemplating doing both, or maybe just doing one or the other. Like I mean. I mean, we've the majority of the conventions that we've been to have been in London. We were we were fortunate enough, you know, just actually just before. Um, when did we go to the one in Paris? Was that twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Uh, twenty nineteen was Paris. Yeah, yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, so we were fortunate to go to to that one there, and that was that was the first one that was done of that size, and like in and I think and basically. Wasn't it like the French version of like MCM? Wasn't it in conjunction with them or something like that? Or am I making it? Uh, it could have been the same company. I think I think it's the same company that owned. Yeah, I I think Reed Pop own the franchise that does the French one. So yeah, so I think it's the same. I don't think it necessarily comes under the MCM umbrella, but it's the same yeah. parent company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, so yeah, so like I said, you know, like we've been fortunate enough to go to one in Paris. We've been fortunate to go to a convention in in Scotland. Um, so yeah, man, like yeah, I I really am contemplating whether just to go and see another, you know, go to another one that's outside of London, just see some new faces and stuff like that. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But you know, I'm I'm super excited for it, man. But I reckon it's gonna be packed. So anybody that's listening out there, when tickets go and sell, like, get your tickets, man. Like, get your tickets because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of geeks that are feeling who haven't, who haven't had the, 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 the privilege of being stuck in warehouses with comic books and, you know, and, and recycled air and armpits. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, man, mm. we've, we've, we've all missed it. You've got to take the rough of the smooth, mate. But um, get your tickets yeah. as soon as you can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, as said, the the announcement from MCM was that the tickets will go on sale next month. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes and ears peeled, listeners, and um, we'll we'll definitely keep you updated as to uh, whether we'll be touching down and if we will when. I certainly would like to go to the the one in October in in London. Um, I'll probably try and bring Quincy along as well because uh, uh, now he's getting older. I think you'll get more out of the experience now so mm. so yeah we'll definitely um try and do that for for sure for sure um well yeah apart, i mean apart from that there's been a couple of other things that i probably should mention um i did check out uh on netflix i've, I've been doing a bit of netflix in lately uh, i haven't started looping uh part two yet so Ooh, yeah, um, oh, for that listeners yeah because i will we'll do it we're definitely going to do a breakdown on that but um but yeah i need to catch up so <laughs> give me a minute to catch up and then we'll um, we'll definitely do that um uh, so yeah lupin i haven't started yet but it's on my list so we'll do that but i did watch uh a couple of things i watched uh kevin hart's new movie uh that was released on on there in time for father's day uh fatherhood um and uh i kind of enjoyed it uh, i actually kind of enjoyed it um it, it's i found it to be kind of um quite a, a a easy watch quite inoffensive a little bit hollywood in places and and a bit kind of like oh god yeah you know i suppose it's, it it reminds you that it's a hollywood movie that you're watching um yeah. but i found it quite interesting to see this type of a story um told from the perspective of, of, of a black character and done in that way um, in which you're kind of, you know, his, his blackness is not the definition of, definition of him, but yeah. they also not trying to hide the fact that he's black, <laughs> like, and that yeah, there are certain yeah. things that, that you will experience as a, a black person in this type of situation. Um, but I thought it was quite cool. Uh, not all of the jokes worked for me. Um, some of the jokes didn't quite land. But then there was other ones that I was kind of like, yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> Especially given my own experiences with uh, with fatherhood um, over the past two years as well. There was definitely certain things I was like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I remember that feeling. Um, and in general, yeah, I thought, you know, it was a, a pretty good, a pretty solid watch, really. Um, have you seen it? Mm. No, I'm I'm definitely uh, interested in seeing it. Um, uh, I I do want to see it, but um, hmm. it's one of those things where, like you said, is it's the type of movie that you don't really hear it from a male perspective. That's the thing. That's yeah. that that's the thing. So like, so it's so you know, it's a male perspective of of being a single father, and and being black. Although, like you said, you know, the whole blackness isn't pushed in. You know, isn't pushed in her face, but it's nevertheless still part of the narrative. So I mean I'm interested in in seeing it just just for that to to be honest um uh and and yeah but but it it is on my list but what you've basically said about it is what I've read about it so it's 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 a it's a good story it is a bit Hollywood but you know what after what we've been through the past year that's what we need man we need a bit Hollywood. We need a bit of yeah, yeah. There, there is, yeah. There, there's always there's always room for a bit of feel good kind of stuff, you know, a, a little bit of feel good, um, a little boost to to you know your moral fiber and a, a little boost to your spirits, and and that's kind of what fatherhood was really. Um, as I said it doesn't kind of go too deep into some of the elements and again I'm, I'm trying not to spoil this for people who haven't seen it yet so um you know if you're intending to go and, and watch it then um, I'll, I'll 
skirt around the outskirts of it but certainly there were there were opportunities where they could have explored things like grief and um parental isolation in a certain way and and didn't quite do it with this film and um Mm. that was a little bit of a shame um but on the other hand you know as i said kevin hart is is a, a very charismatic performer anyway and um he actually comes across as quite genuine um particularly in, in some of the more um, more emotional moments, which, which kind of surprised me because I, I, I have this image of Kevin Hart as the joker and the comedian and the guy who's yeah. like, you know, he's always going to say something funny and every line of dialogue is going to be a joke and, and have a punchline to it. And, and there's certain conversations that he has with other characters where they're, they're talking about like real shit. And it's like, you know, there, there's no joke here, right? There's no punchline. There's no joke. Here. You're, you're going to have to just kind of play it straight. And, and he does, um, and he does so quite well. So, so yeah, kudos to him. Um, and all in all, as I said, it, it is a quite lighthearted and, and uplifting watch. So, you know, as Rich said, we're given the year we've all had, you know, there's always room for a bit of that. Um, so yeah, fatherhood, I would recommend go and go and um, check that out when you get the opportunity to do so. Um, and then in complete opposite end of the spectrum to fatherhood in terms of uh, the uh, spirit and the positivity is um, Black Summer Part 2, which I watched, which is actually excellent. Really good. Really, really good. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Black Summer at all, Rich. It's, pop- it's popped up on my list. Um, and the other half um, actually said that they watched, um, they started watching it. But they made the they made the mistake of watching season two, not knowing that it was season two as opposed to like thinking you know you know they thought they were watching season one, but um, but a couple of my oh, other friends oh, oh, watched okay. it and said it was and said it was really good as well. Um, yeah, and um, I, I'm interested in it, but um, I, I'm hmm. not sure. Like I still got a bit of a bad taste in my mouth that's been left by The Walking Dead. So it's one of those things oh, where I'm still. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the thing is, this this series wipes the floor with The Walking Dead. It really okay. does. It really wipes the floor with the walking dead. I mean, Black Summer Part One was good, but it did have a, a, a few flaws. Um, yeah. But you could kind of get into what they were doing and and the way they were doing it and why they were doing it. But Black mm. Summer Part Two is is really really good, really good. Yeah. They've ironed out kind of the, the, the said some of the 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 kind of silly mistakes that the Walking Dead made. Um, it's it's yeah. got rid of all of that, especially in Part Two. Um, mm. and it, it's, it's lean and mean. Um, listeners, for those who don't know, Black Summer is um, uh, basically a, a zombie survival series, um, so kind of similar to The Walking Dead in, in that regard, but that's pretty much where the comparisons end. Um, the characters in Black Summer are fantastic, so well-written, because they're real. Um, they're real people. They're, they're not these kind of caricatures that you get in in the walking dead um they're certainly not predictable at all um you know the every time you think you can tell what's going to happen in 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 black summer um something happens that completely shifts your perspective entirely Mm. um it's shot in a, a very interesting way as well because it's done almost in um it plays around with with time so what it does is, you know, one episode will start and it will just drop you right in the middle of the story. Um, mm. And then you'll get like a 10 minute burst of whatever has happened within that scene. Then it will cut to black and then go to another scene. Um, and that scene could be seen to be something completely unrelated. But then by the time that you've got through uh, the, say, the third 10 minute segment, it then starts to make sense and you realize that actually what they've done is they've used that old trick of of filming the same scene but from different character perspectives and different times um so that it all starts to come together towards the end of an episode and you're like okay right now i get what's going on and where this is going um so that kind of makes it feel fresh it makes it feel completely different to the walking dead which uh, the average episode of the walking dead is predictable this this is not um, also, as I said, the characters are, are fantastic in there because it, they make realistic decisions. And 
another thing that that kind of it avoids that the walking dead doesn't avoid is like is things like like people make mistakes in black summer and those yeah. mistakes will have consequences whether it be at the end of the episode in some cases it doesn't have consequences until like there's one character <laughs> the consequences of their decision are not met until the end of season two and then you're like, oh, okay. shit. So they actually did pay off that thing that they started and the first thing that you thought was just a, for, uh, a plot thread that they left hanging. No, they actually mm. knew what they were doing and where they were going with it. Um, but it, it doesn't, you know, like people have said, make mistakes. Like they make bad choices. They, not everybody is a crack shot with a handgun and can hit a headshot from, you know, 1,200 yards. Like, people are, are shit with guns. Like yeah, there's some people who've never fired a gun before and it shows, um, mm. you know, there's people have to stop and actually think, okay, where can I go to the toilet? Where can I get my food? Where can I get my water? Can I trust those people over the street? Like, if, or are they like people who are going to screw me over the second I turn my back and it, mm. you get a real sense of kind of like the paranoia that you experience having having to go through, you know, a, a zombie apocalypse. Um, but boy, the show is bleak. It's bleak. I warn you all now. It's not. <laughs> it's not The Walking Dead. There's no uplifting bits. There's no Daryl who's going to come riding in on his crossbow and motorbike and and start taking out zombies and and save the day. Nah, like it's bleak. <laughs> As said good people die and assholes survive. Like this is the kind of story that that, that they're telling. Um, yeah. But it's because of that and it's because that they're so committed to telling you the story in a realistic way is why it just wipes the floor with The Walking Dead, which which is just, as I said, had become very, very predictable and very easy to, um, to, to work out what was happening. So, yeah, I would urge people to watch um, Black Summer, um, even though it, it kind of flying under the radar is actually a good thing because it, mm. it kind of... It, it helps with its kind of enigma um, that the show yeah, has. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not a lot of people talking about it kind of helps with that. But but I would highly, highly recommend um, Black Summer, especially Black Summer Part 2, because, as I said, there's things that they kind of set up in Part 1 that pay off in Part 2 and pay off in such a good way that make you think, mm. damn, like, these guys are really good, man, really know what they're doing. Um so yeah, check out Black Summer. I think it's it's by the people who did like a TV show called Z Nation, which I never watched. Yeah. Um, um, but I think uh, it, it's the same people who did that. But from my understanding, it's kind of quite different to Z Nation as well because Z Nation was very tongue in cheek, whereas Black Summer is deadly serious from start to finish. Um, mm. But as I said, it, it's well worth watching. Um, um, some of the, some the, the like camera like, scenes are, are just are just fantastic, fantastic as well, bro. As well, bro. So good, like so you get like you get one take shots where uh, the action scene will follow like a, a specific character, and and you can see that it's all been done on Steadicam, and it's all been done in one take. And there's one particular scene where a character is trying to escape from like a group of zombies around um, like an aircraft hangar. Uh, hangar. Mm. And um, the camera is kind of like at a slightly elevated angle to kind of show you the maze almost that he's in and how he's literally having to make split second decisions as to where he goes. Because also these zombies are fast as well, unlike the Walking Dead walkers, they, they run. And they, in fact, they don't forget about run. They don't run, they sprint after you. So um, so he's having to make like split second decisions about which way is the way to go. And every kind of decision he makes has you on the edge of your seat. So is he going to pick the right way? Is he going to pick the right option? Is he going to run into the right room or the wrong room? You don't know. And, and it's kind of, it, it's just, yeah, it's just really, really well done. Um, so Black Summer, uh, for, for those of you who haven't checked it out, as I said, especially if you're horror fans and you're zombie fans and you want something different to The Walking Dead, then go and check out um, Black Summer because uh, that is awesome. Um, and then the last thing I've been watching was an anime series uh, called Recording Ragnarok. Um, again, I'm going to need some time to talk about this, so we'll, we'll have a proper chat about it. But mm. it's it's... It's dumb as a bag of bricks, bruv. It's so dumb. I've heard. <laughs> see, I've, see, I've heard, I've heard mixed reviews, but in saying it's that... It's the stupidest anime I've ever seen. But you know what? It's actually mm. kind of fun because it's stupid. 
So mm. it, it is literally a kind of a switch your brain off and just go, <laughs> look at the pretty colors. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> look, mm. look, it's a God versus a mad. You know, it, it, it's that kind of thing because it's just dumb. Like the concept is dumb. The, the, yeah. the characters are all dumb. Like the dialogue's dumb. Everything's dumb. But it is, as I said, I can't, there's something weirdly addictive about it where you have to keep watching it, even possibly because it's so stupid. You just want to see where it goes next. Um, mm. But it was kind of, yeah, it, it is fun. So uh, I, I would say, um, you know, it's definitely one for the hardcore anime fans. Like this is not one for a casual anime fan. A casual anime fan is going to get nothing out of this. They'll watch 10 minutes of the first episode and be like, what the fuck? And turn it off. Um, mm. So yeah, this one's only for the hardcores, but um, but it is kind of fun to to, to watch in, in that regard. But sorry, yeah, you were saying you heard a little something about it. Oh, no, no, I was, I was gonna, no, I, was, I was actually gonna say what you was the thing that you, you made a really good point in regards to um, uh, what's the, the zombie thing you was just talking about? Black Summer. Um, Black Summer. Like, yeah, Black yeah. Summer. Yeah, like I said, where it's like it's flown under the radar, and I said that's actually a good thing because the majority of shows that normally fly under the radar. And those seasons are usually the best seasons. Like, if you think about mm. it, like, like The Walking Dead, the first few seasons, the show was a good show. You may go back and mm. look at it now, and it may not kind of, like, stand the test of time. But at the time, it did well. And, um, mm. and I know that Z Nation, I think it got cancelled, I think, after maybe... I think, I think may, maybe max four seasons, I think it had. But for some reason, in my head, I'm thinking two or three. But um, I know a few people that watched it. And really, really enjoyed it and actually recommended it to me. And there were people that weren't fans of that genre. It was like, you know, mm. that type of person who would just be like up at like two o'clock in the morning having a beer. Um, you know who I'm talking about. And, um, <laughs> and, then basically, and then basically just be like, okay, let me watch this. And he says the next thing he knows, he's like, he's looking at the time and it's time for him to go to work. But he's been the whole season. So, and, and, mm. and the same thing as, this is the same thing I've heard about Black Summer, where it's like, it's one of those shows where you see it pop up and you might think it's the same as this, but it's actually not. So it's worth giving it giving a go. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, you made a very good point there. Um, in regards to record, recording Ragnarok, see, I, I, I'm still yet to see it. Um, like, you know, you know me really, I'm very, very particular and very, very stubborn when it comes to my anime. I, I only just watched the first episode of Demon Slayer not too long ago. I forgot to mention that, which I actually was really impressed with. But yeah, still mm. haven't watched the second episode, you know. Mm. Um, in regards to record, recording Ragnarok, mixed reviews. I've heard some, mm. like, I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's like, there are people on, you know, the socials, like, you know, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, asking for it to be bloody taken off Netflix. And then you've got <laughs> other, yeah, yeah, like, they say like, like the animation's really bad and like, you know, like a lot of people are just talking more about the animation. Um, oh. And like, and, and there are people that have read the actual manga, and they've said that oh, I know what, like, it, it's is a disrespect to the manga. Like, you know, there's certain bits that they they really could have gone all out on because we've seen them do it in other shows, and you know, yada yada yada. You know, that you're normal fanatic. And then there's some people mm. like yourself that said it's like, you know, it's decent, it's enjoyable. Don't knock it. You know, like it, mm. it, it is what it is. But it's the first time in a long time where I've heard such a big divide in regards to an anime. I don't mm. usually get that. Usually, there's an anime mm. that's like, for example, Attack on Titan. I've never heard anybody say Attack on Titan is rubbish or Demon Slayer. Like, is either this anime is like, don't bother with it, or, or basically, it's worth your time, or it's really amazing. But I've never heard this cancel culture on an anime yet. So I don't. Mm. I'm not sure if we're experiencing, you know, a, a shift. Or we're part of like a particular point in history where we look back in ten years and like, hey, remember that time when it was like, you know, the pandemic and they also tried to cancel this anime. I'm not sure if we're a part of that, but we'll see. But um, if you said it's decent, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give it a go, man. Mm. No, I didn't say it was decent. I said it's fun, but it's not decent. Yeah, but what, but, but <laughs> no, listen, like, no, no. But remember, like I said, after the year, but after I, the year I, that I, we've I mean... had. Mm-hmm. After the year we've had, decent is fun. <laughs> like, like, 
like it, it, it's fun, but but don't get me don't get me wrong. Like it's it, it's certainly mm. not good. Like I wouldn't sit there and go like, yeah, this is good. Like like Demon Slayer. You know, I, I really want you to to get into that because I really love Demon Slayer because I love, you know, the I love the animation style. I love the idea. I love uh, you know the main character Tanjiro and 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 his story and, and things like that. But like mm. this, did like I said, bro, it's dumb as a bag of bricks. It really is. Like you you. <laughs> I kid you not, you'll watch the opening scenes of the first episode and be like, what the actual F? Like, what? what is this? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, basically, mm. I mean, the story, this isn't spoilers because the, sto- the, the story such as it is, is is paper thin anyway. I mean, I'm amazed there's people that actually read a manga. I'm amazed there is actually a manga of this because, like, it, it's just so bad. But essentially, mm. all it is, is um, you've, you've got all of these myth- mythological gods who have... Um, basically decided that humanity is assholes and, and they need to be wiped out from the, the face of the earth. Um, basically, you know, the gods have said, you know, we've given humankind enough chances and all they want to do is is murder each other and pollute the planet. Like, let's just get rid of them. Um, so they're all about to do it. And then the Valkyries come along and say, no, you know, we, there, there's this law in our, um, in within the, you know, the, the deity legal system that says that, um, you know, before you can wipe humanity out, uh, they have the right to to basically have a, a battle royale, a, a, mm. a, a royal rumble against the gods, um, which will pit the humans versus the gods. Um, and then Zeus, the, the, the main god, the Greek god Zeus is like, all right, yeah, let's do it then. So they then set up this tournament where, you know, they pick one god to fight one human being, one significant human being from, from history. Um, mm. And it, it's just, yeah, like <laughs> as I said, the dialogue's really bad in it, really, really bad. Um, like to the point where I was, because I was listening to it in the Japanese audio with with the subtitles, and I was reading the subtitles, and I was like, "Is that a direct translation, or has someone tried to interpret a line?" Because some of the lines they come out with, you're like, "What? What? <laughs> you know, what did you just say?" Like, I don't, mm. I don't understand. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just, it's wild. It's wild, bro. It's so hard for me to even kind of explain things without spoiling it, but. I, I would say you, I would say watch it, but not because uh, I said like I'm not telling you to watch it because I think it's good. <laughs> I'm you to watch it because I think you need to see it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. mm. I think you just need to see it and experience it for yourself. Um, yeah, it's a madness, but but yeah, recording Ragnarok is um, is uh, yeah, it's a thing, all right. It, it sure is a thing, um, but that's available now on Netflix, listeners. So you can go and um, check that out. Uh, when you get the opportunity to do so. Um, otherwise, I think that's it for me, really. Was there anything more that, that you've been up to recently that you've um, that you wanted to talk about? No, anything you've been catching up on? Oh, when no, does um, it, when does Cobra Kai Season 4 start? Oh, that's not till September, man. So I'm counting the days for that, bro. Hey, listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like don't even get me started on that. But but, but once again, it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier on in regards to shows that when they were underground or when not everybody was not, not you know when not when any not yeah, I'm quoting my words you know when like it was one of those like a sleeper hit and like Cobra mm. Kai season one and season two is is a is a prime example of that. Like you know it kind of had its audience on YouTube. Then it came to Netflix, and then everybody was just like, "This is amazing." And then by that time, you know, that's when you know it, it got its traction. Then you know, season three, and then you know, then season four coming its way. But um, mm. but yeah, I, yeah, that's coming. That's coming. What? Yeah, September, October, I think. So yeah, can't wait for that, man. Um, Terry Silver's coming back into it. So anybody who's a Karate Kid fan from back in the day, Terry Silver is like the main villain from the third one. I think yeah, from the third one, and he's actually the person who taught John Kreese, who is the main sensei villain in the first one. But um, mm. I'm not even going to get into it once again, because it's one of those things I'm just like, you either know it or you don't. And to be fair, if you don't know it, go back and watch it, because Cobra Kai is an anomaly in the sense that it's managed to take a series of films, which when you go back and watch them, they aren't that great. They are more. They are great more for the nostalgic reason, 
but then the show has managed to flesh out such a basic story. So the best way mm. to describe it is imagine like only being able to count from one to ten, like from one to ten, and then all of a sudden someone comes and teaches you how to do algebra just using those ten, those those ten numbers alone. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so um yeah, it's it's definitely anybody who hasn't watched it, trust me, man, like go and watch that. And if you've got anything different to what I've just said about it, you know, hit us up on the show, man. You know, come with your argument, bring it to court, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's on the horizon. Um, anything else that you're looking forward to that's coming up soon? Uh, Black Widow cinema. I mean, that's a, that's, that's mm. a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, we've got Black yeah. Widow, we've got Shang-Chi, we've got The Eternals, we've got Spider-Man. We've got freaking Marvel. I've missed them. I've missed them <laughs> so, so much. Like, I've missed that... I've missed that theme tune. I've missed sitting past the credits of a movie knowing full well that we're going to get some form of like you know something that leads into you know a, a, another film i've missed the stan lee cameos like i've i've just i've just missed i've missed seeing my family of superheroes so yeah so this is definitely going to be a, a bittersweet one in regards to black widow obviously knowing what's happened in endgame um and this was a film that was meant to be released what a year ago isn't it so yeah, so uh, I'm definitely, definitely uh, yeah. to it. Here yeah. Yeah. So in cinema wise, I'm 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 looking forward to that. TV wise, nothing. You know, uh, I mean, Cobra Kai is 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 one thing. Um, but I think Cowboy Bebop the TV show is coming out this year. Yes. Yeah, it will be out uh, yeah. towards the end of the year. Yeah. yeah you I'm haven't mentioned. Um, you haven't mentioned uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh yeah, and oh, my boy Hawkeye. Listen, yeah, you, you know what? Because I'm well, sure that's okay, we've got Hawkeye. Here, and, um, yeah, yeah. There's and a few things well. due to out. Hawkeye. Uh, Moon Knight is no, I don't think Moon Knight is until next is that year. That's 22. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Moon yeah. Knight is Hawk, next Hawkeye, year. I think this yeah. year it's Hawkeye, Miss um, Marvel is coming, and uh, is there another TV show? Oh yeah, what if is is due out? What if is due out this year as well? She Hulk, oh, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, next yeah. year. Okay, but, okay, okay, um, okay, but yeah, okay. what if it's it's coming out this year? Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, Hawkeye, I won't mention because I've literally only seen a couple of stills from it. But you know, I'm a you know I'm a massive Hawkeye fan already. So like me, I, I'm not even gonna get started about that. Like the same thing about Cowboy Bebop the TV show. I didn't mention it for the longest time until I started seeing some things, and now that I've seen some things, now I'm prepared to talk about it. So. I don't know, but but yeah, but we'll we'll see, man. We'll see. I'm I'm, I'm biting my tongue right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're heavily heavily invested in in, in that um, live action animation uh, adaptation. Adaptation. So, yeah, I think with mm. with, with Cowboy Bebop, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll wait to see the first trailer. Um, yeah. So we can get a look at, at kind of the aesthetic they're going for, um, but I'm delighted that Yoko Kano is is back on board and is doing the music. That's that's a big yeah. plus for me. That's a blessing. That's a yeah. blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big plus. So, um, so yeah, we'll see how things uh, develop with that. I'm, I'm sure they will drop a trailer um, at, at some point over the summer because I said it's due out in, in um, towards the end of the year. So, so we will get a trailer soon. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, aside from that, I've got an indie horror film that I'm looking out for as well, which is called Werewolves Within. Um, the trailer for that I watched uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I really like it. I like what they're doing with it. I, I like. I've always been a fan of kind of horror comedies and stuff. Yeah. So I'm really, really keen to, to kind of uh, see this one on the big screen. And the trailer seems like it balances the humour and the horror elements quite well. Um, a lot of the early reviews that I've read as well have been pretty positive. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So that'll be a good look. We've got Suicide Squad. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Suicide Squad as well. Yep. Um, I know, I know you're a big fan of the Suicide Squad. Um, that this film is well, I know you're the, the film that this, the, the film that's coming up now is based on a particular run that I know you're a big fan of. Um, mm. I dibble dabbled during that period, um, of the Suicide Squad. Um, 
I didn't really get into them until like the, the later 80s. But uh, the, the trailer seems alright so far, but you know what it is? Like, there's still this niggling feeling in me where I'm just like, this is, I don't doubt this isn't going to be a good film, and I've said this before, but is it just going to be Guardians of the Galaxy with DC characters? Is it going to bring anything new? This is, the, this is the, that's the only thing I have. Literally, the only, that's the only niggling feeling that I have in regards to like, am I going to be wasting my time with this, or is it just going to be another lacklustre, DC movie that just kind of passes, you know, that passes the time. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about it, especially seeing the second trailer, because the second trailer actually does look quite good, but it still has that Guardians vibe, man. Well, I mean, what are you, what are you saying? Um, I think there's always going to be uh, a certain amount of kind of paths between and, and a film like this, partly because it's James Gunn. So... Yeah you know what to kind of expect with James Gunn's movies and, and the kind of aesthetic that he goes for and the way that he likes to tell his stories. Um, I don't think it's going to be similar to Guardians in the sense that Suicide Squad are, are a family in any way, shape or form. Like, they might forge some relationships here or there between characters, but ultimately, anytime they go out on a mission, they know that the likelihood is they're not all coming back. So, like, they, 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 it kind of breeds a, not a contempt, but I guess an understanding that there's no need to kind of forge any kind of close relationship with anybody on the team, you know, mm. and that kind of causes friction and tension, things like that. Um, but James Dunn's humour is, is very specific, and I guess there's always going to be that kind of Guardians feel to the, to the humour. Granted, Suicide Squad is rated R, so it's probably going to be like harder jokes, slightly and, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah. but um, but I've got more faith in in this one because it, it does feel more like the kind of John Ostrander Suicide Squad, um, mm. the stuff that he wrote in in the eighties, which was the kind of books that I grew up reading. Yeah. So um, it, it feels like he's kind of leaned very heavily into that. So I, I, I'm, I'm quite hopeful. And as I said, James Gunn really kind of lets you down in, in his career. He, he generally is, he's a solid filmmaker and he knows what he's mm. doing. So um, I, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and, and wait until I see the movie before kind of, um, you know, let any negativity get into my head through him. But yeah, DC's track record is not great, let's be honest. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. hard not to, to overlook that. So there it is, I guess. But um, yeah, looking forward to it. Mm, what else is there? There is um, G.I. Joe Origins, Snake Eyes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. There was a, a teaser trailer that came out a little while ago, wasn't it? Oh, no, they, re well, they released like proper trailers. Uh, so, like, the, an actual trailer one and trailer two, they released in like, the past couple of days. So, uh, I just oh, bloody hell, I missed that. I put today. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, I think it's, like, PG-13. So, mm -hmm. from what I've seen, I'm not going to... I'm not Like I said, after the year that I've had, I, I, I actually don't think I'm going to be mad seeing martial arts scenes that are chopped to shit. <laughs> with wire work <laughs> like you know I mean yeah. as, as well as, it, it, know... it is what it is isn't it I mean we know what to expect from, from Hollywood let's be real like there isn't really you know unless you're talking about like the work that um, you know David Lech is doing with the John Wick franchise um, you know and, and the kind of he's done like that movie nobody I still haven't seen that yet I need to watch that but you know well, that nobody's he's really kind good, of being, nobody's good he, he's yeah I've heard it is I've heard it is I, I do need to watch it um but he's kind of the exception like generally speaking you know what you're going to get with Hollywood so it's kind of like yeah you're going to get loads of cuts you're going to get loads of like camera angles that don't make sense um, you know, there's going to be wire work, there's going to be CGI, there's going to be all of that thrown into the fight scene. So you kind of, you kind of know what you're going into. It's just basically just deciding how much of it you can tolerate in, in, a, in a movie, and then kind of basing your your, your assessment on that. So um, for Snake Eyes, I wouldn't be surprised if you see that. But um, 
yeah, it is what it is. I guess it is. I know it's coming, so um, mm. we'll check it out. But yeah, I'll need to go and watch Trailer 1 and 2 um, because yeah, I have look. It's got a good cost. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely got a good cost. I mean, like, I mean, in regards to like the main characters, so you've got Henry Golding, uh, you've got Andrew Koji, you've got uh, Iko Uaz, you've got Peter Mensah. I mean, I mean, those guys alone, like, you know, they, like, they, they know what they're doing. The only thing is that some of them, like, they usually, they, their choice of what they star in, like, doesn't really give them the credit that they deserve or doesn't allow them to, like, you know, flex their acting muscles, like, you know, what we know they're capable of doing. That's the only reason why I'm, I'm having, a you know, second thoughts in regards to G.I. Joe as to how good it's going to be. But once again, like I said, I'm still here for it. But I'm just reading this now. And they're saying that um, this is going to be like a soft reboot of the G.I. Joe film series. And it's intended, to be, it's intended to be part of a shared universe based on the Hasbro properties, which includes G.I. Joe, um, Visionaries, uh, Mask, and Rum the Space Knight, and Micronauts. So um, this might be interesting, man. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, interesting. yeah we'll keep an eye on that one then, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cool. yeah, apart apart from that, that's it, man. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of anything cool. else. Did you watch? Um, did you finish Castlevania season four? Uh, yes, I did. I thought I think we talked about that before, didn't we? Um, oh, did we? Yeah, I think we did. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was fine up until the very last episode. And the way it ended was a bit kind of like uh, that was a bit convenient. Yeah, but um, otherwise, yeah, no, it, it was fine. It was fine. I enjoyed it. You know, I was a fan of the series already, anyway. So, um, you know, unless the season four was an absolute disaster, I was always going to be kind of relatively happy with it. But um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, because yeah, no, they announced a, a spin-off um, series, so it's going to basically be on the the son of um, Trevor, and I've forgotten the girl's name, and it's going to be set in like, the French. What's her name again? Cypher. Cypher, that's it, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it's going to be based during, like I think, like the French Revolution or the French Renaissance, I don't know, One, like um, some next part. Oh, right, yeah, it'll probably be the French Revolution, yeah, yeah. it'll yeah. probably be around there. Yeah, so yeah, so they, so they announced yeah, that not too long cool. after the season four, um, after season four aired. So um, yeah, I'm interested in that and in seeing that. Um, yeah, but apart from that, that's it to be honest. Um, oh, we haven't even spoken about E3, uh, but in, in saying that, I haven't seen everything from E3. I only saw. Oh, uh, uh, well, we'll do we'll a separate episode on that because there was a lot that, that came out of that. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do a separate episode and we'll discuss that after. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think we should wrap this one up, man, because we've done enough for, for tonight. Um, we've got the ball rolling. And, um, listeners, thanks a lot for joining us. If you are listening to us on Stereo, uh, make sure you follow us on the Stereo app for more of these kind of live recordings, and then you can get involved with these as well. Uh, otherwise, um, we'll be back to our usual recording habits very, very soon. As said, apologies for the gaps. Um, but Rich and I are planning on, on getting back together real soon to give you some more content. Um, hopefully, we'll start doing some video content soon as well. Um, so watch your specs. Um, we should have some video coming your way very, very soon, hopefully. Uh, otherwise, I think that'll be it for me. Rich, you want to give a quick plug for um, Danger Room Analysis this week? Yep, so Danger Room Analysis is another show that I run with my friend Alvin, the Basically, what we do is that we pick a scene from any medium. So whether it be comic books, films, animation, uh, television. And we just basically just break it down and tell the reasons why we enjoy it or why we don't enjoy it. And what we would do better or what we wouldn't do better because it might be a perfect scene. Um, we're usually on Instagram every Thursday at 7 o'clock. On, like I said, underneath Danger Room Analysis. This week's episode is going to be on the introduction scene to the PlayStation 2 game Onimusha 3, which stars Jean Reno, Takeshi Keneshiro, with choreography by Donnie Yen, man. So um, if you like your action, and if you're a geek, or if you're not into action, but you still like martial arts and any form of physical fighting or ass kickery, 
but yeah come uh, come give us a shout come give us a follow um i'm sure we'll be able to entertain you so um yeah cool 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 thanks man yeah make sure you go and check that out and you can follow them on instagram i will uh put a link into the show notes for that so you can uh follow them up and check out the next live broadcast i've got a bone to pick with you guys man how comes you not done street fighter 2 anime yet man Listen, let me tell you something. The list, the list that we have is so long. Yeah. You know, listen, Jay, you know me. So you you know when it comes to fight anybody that's out there who knows me, like that certain times my memory kind of goes into overdrive and I, I I seem to remember the most what might not be important things to some people, you know, like you know, like, hey, you know, you were meant to go pick up cat food. Like, ah, I won't remember that shit. But I remember what kick was done by Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon. <laughs> against Han <laughs> like, like you know I remember that stuff so the list that I've got or the list that me and Alvin have should I say in regards for episodes of Daydream Analysis dude it, it's so long it's so long but you know what like it, remind me hit, hit me up man Um, like mm. I said this week we're doing Onimusha 3 and then I think the no the week okay you know what tune into the episodes and then you can see what we're going to do next week because next week's going to be next week's going to be jokes let's just say it involves a blonde-haired blue-eyed martial artist (laughs) oh dear (laughs) oh dear oh dear indeed (laughs) goodness me oh Oh, no no listeners i think we'll call it a night man (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you all for joining us as said um make sure you subscribe to us on all the usual podcast channels and stay tuned because we will be back with you soon so it's a good night for me and it's good night good night awesome dude and um we will catch you guys in a bit take it easy stay safe peace out Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 